Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Hardy Realty Show. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios inside the Manus Business Center, which is located at the corner of Broad Street and Turner McCall, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We're also joined by Michelle Cochran with Hardy Realty. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Good morning. What's going on? Oh, busy. <laughs> uh, real estate market is doing great, as always. Um, it's going strong still. Looking forward to an active fall. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, well, we, we let's get to our guest in just a minute, but I did want to touch on that. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is. It, this is my starting of my ninth year, and this is absolutely different than any other year so far. So it's been a very learning curve for keeping track of everything and making sure that you know. You're staying on top of your clients and keeping them in the loop of things going on. And it's, it's, um, while interest rates are so low, it's just, you know, got so many people gobbling up houses. So, Absolutely. Um, so we, we will certainly talk about that, but one of the, one of the reasons that we do the Hardy Realty Show and Jimmy Byers and Chris Kerr and Michelle Reichert and everybody over at Hardy, we kind of want to celebrate the good things that go on in our community. Uh, and with that in mind, we do this monthly podcast for Hardy. And, uh, so our guests today are Devin Smith with the Davy Shelters and, um, Mary Anderson, who is with Cheeky Baby. Um, and I, I, I love that business title. Um, and at Cheeky Baby, obviously you're, you're a retail establishment, but you also do some stuff, you know, good things in our community regarding, we were just talking about Toys for Tots and some stuff you do with the NICU at, over at Floyd. So hello, ladies. First of all, thanks for joining us. Good Hi. morning. Glad how, to be here. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm hunky-dory, as we say down south. Um, Devin, we were just talking about the Davies Shelter, and I'm, I'm guilty of, you just corrected me. <laughs> It's a big umbrella. Yes. <laughs> you have a men's shelter underneath it. We do. You have a, the Ruth and Naomi house underneath this umbrella, which is the women's shelter. You, got, exactly. you have a farm. We do. Uh, what else is under the umbrella? <laughs> we also have a mobile farmer's market. We've got this really cool um, bus that St. Mary's School donated to us. And Hackberry, um, the creative technologies program at Berry College, retrofitted the bus and turned it into a mobile farmer's market. So we drive that out around the community. So it is a big umbrella. It is a big umbrella. <laughs> but, but most people make the mistake I do. They hear Davies and they think, oh, that's just a men's shelter or right, something. But, right. but it's all connected under. So give us a little bit of the history of the, of, sure. of the Davies shelter. So uh, the Davies shelter was uh, started in 2003 as a men's shelter over on South Broad. Most people remember it down there. It's a little greenhouse kind of in the turn of the road right there and uh, across the bridge. And it was there until 2015 when we made the front page of the paper due to an epic outbreak of bed bugs, which is not the way you want to get on the front page of the Rome News. Right. Um, but what it did, we had four acres over in, in East Rome, and it allowed our board to vision and dream of putting a new shelter in place over there. So I came back in 2017, and we opened the doors, um, and that's a 16-bed facility for men. And then the Ruth and Naomi house. It came um, pretty quickly. Um, after that, we've been open up there on North Broad for two years, and we house 12 women, four of whom are mothers with children. So the variable number is the number of children that come with a mama. I got you. Um, and we've touched on this before because you've been a guest on the mm -hmm. on the show before. Um, what is the number of, of homeless in Rome on a, a daily average? Sure. So we did the point in time count in 2019. It's every other year and odd years, same night all over the, the 
country. And we counted 186 when we went out that night. Um, We know we missed some folks. Um, There were some places we went that had been places folks were sleeping and we couldn't find them. So we know we missed some, but so approximately 200. Yeah, Um, that's uh, about right. Yeah. Um, So, and what, this is obviously a labor of love. What drew you to this? So I have um, a background um, in social work all of my adult life, but also I am um, went to Duke Divinity and have um, a seminary degree. And so this is my calling. This is the work I do. Calling. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's, that's great. Uh, okay. Let's say hello to Mary Anderson from Cheeky Baby. Hi, Mary. Hi. How are you? I'm hunky dory again, as we say down south. Love it. <laughs> um, First of all, Cheeky Baby is, just, is a retail establishment. Tell us about it, where you're located, what you sell, and where the creative name came from. Okay, yeah. So we are located at 306 Broad Street in the heart of downtown Rome. Um, so I welcome everyone to come visit us. We've got a lot of uh, products to offer. Um, we have furniture. So if you're looking for cribs, strollers, uh, wagons, um, in addition to furniture, we've got a lot of clothing items, a lot of accessories, gift items. Um, but more importantly, we just got a, um, a lot of customer service to provide our, our customers. We love what we do. We do it with a smile every day. And at the end of the day, we just want our parents to be or grandparents, whoever you're shopping for, but just to be happy and have a really good experience. And how long have you been open? When did you open? Right at a year. We opened last June. Um, And the honest truth is we just kind of opened in the middle of a pandemic. And I tell everyone that wasn't the plan, but we, this was a project a year in the work. So, you know, we do a site selection, a build out, ordering inventory. And so um, that was not our intentions, but that's how it happened. But I think it was a little bit of a blessing um, in the same token, because we've got a lot of people in the community that has just been really supportive of us. Um, I think they've, gone out of their way to come visit us and just support us during this time. So we're thankful. uh, Great. Could you do me one favor and lean in a little bit more, pull the microphone a little bit closer? You sound great. All is well. I sound like I'm 13. (laughs) (laughs) A little girl. Maybe that's why. Soft voice. Well, well, uh, as I mentioned on this specific program for Hardy Realty, we like celebrating the good things that go on in our community. And I know you have some good things that you do. Obviously, you're a business person and you're, you're, you know, you need to make a living. But uh, talk about your Toys for Tots campaign and, and uh, the donations you do with the uh, uh, NICU at Floyd. Yeah, so we, um, I'll start with the, the NICU program there. Um, and that's uh, Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, correct? I hope so. <laughs> I believe it is. Yeah, I'm not a medical person Me either. either. But, but, uh. Yeah, so um, one of our customers brought to our attention one day that um, while their child was at the NICU, someone had donated a little baby octopi. And so we just thought to ourselves, why not be a part of that? So we reached out to some vendors and found some cute little baby octopi with some tentacles that the babies can play with um, rather than playing with their cords. Um, and so what we do is for every purchase made, we donate one to the NICU unit. So um, thankfully, Floyd, have, uh, Floyd has been receptive to that, and they've accepted all of our donations. Um, and every time we get them in, customers come running through the door and um, purchasing them up, and then um, we run out, which is a great problem. Um, so we're going to continue to do that as long as customers support it. Um, so I encourage you when we do get them, come 
come check them out and buy one and or just simply donate them. And I think I just learned a new word, the plural, octopi. Octopi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I knew that before. I don't know what that says about me. But, uh, and, and Toys for Tots, I know, is special to you. You said you had served. Uh, how long did you serve and in what branch? Um, I was in the Marine Corps for a little over 10 years. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. I loved it. And, and, and obviously, Toys for Tots is closely associated with the Marine Corps, right? It's their, it, it's their thing. It is. It's the Marine Corps Reserves Program. Um, I was an active duty Marine, but I supported um, our reservist. And so um, I've had opportunities to really see what goes on. Um, it's a whole year of planning. So it's just not a two-month event. It's a, you know, a whole year of operations going on. So I've been part of that um, behind the scenes. And I've had the opportunity to go out and actually deliver toys to families um, in person and really see all the good that it does and the joy that it brings to people. So um, Toys for Tots is really special to me. And so last year we had an opportunity to, to bring them into the store and have a, you know, a donation site. Um, and this year I want to do better than what we did last year. So um, my goal is to sell out of everything. I want to donate all the toys that we have in the stores to, you know, the families in this community that need help. Uh, well, that's great. It's funny that we're, where you're already talking about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right around the corner. It's coming. Uh, it's, it's not even Halloween yet, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, it always sneaks up on me. Um, but just a quick poll here of people in the room who born and raised in Rome. People, am I the only one? Um, so <laughs> Michelle, where are you from? I'm from Augusta. Okay. And, and how did you end up in Rome? My husband grew up in Rome and we met at college. And so we ended up, ended up here. I got you. And, uh, you've been working at Hardy. How long? This is start of my ninth year. Okay. And on the side, mm-hmm. which, although every, both you have two full-time jobs, right. uh, on the side is the storage <laughs> hound. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. So the storage hound was open the end of January with um, basically many warehouses or storage units. Um, we've got climate controlled, non-climate controlled. We've got ho- over 600 units and we're filling up, but we do still have available units. And you're over off Technology Parkway. Correct. And uh, climate controlled is a big thing. So basically you you leverage your, your job. You you sell a house, <laughs> you downsize somebody, they need, place, they need to go store well, everybody <laughs> tends to save a lot of stuff, <laughs> so it does. It it lends itself to both jobs. Yeah, I've got way too much stuff. What and <laughs> what are the dimensions of storage available? Anything uh, the, from a five by five up to a ten by twenty. And still, everything is available in every size. Or you you book you sold out. So. Well, <laughs> actually, the climate controls are on a wait list, um, but. A very, very short one at this point. Um, we've had a lot of folks kind of transition out at the end of August. So we've still got a few folks on a waiting list. But if you give us a call and get your name on the list, we're working through that list fairly quickly. That's a good problem to have. Uh, Devin, what is your background? I mean, where are you from? I'm from Houston, Texas. But my dad was career army. And so I lived about nine years, well, nine years in Germany and nine years stateside. Oh. So I went off to college. Yeah. And how did you end up in Rome? My husband grew up here in Rome. He's uh, we're raising the fifth generation of his family here. Um, his great great grandparents—I don't know how many back, but yeah. So married, met after college in Atlanta, and married, and so became a Roman that way. And the Davies Shelter became your calling. Yeah. Um, so t- t- take me through. 
the good and bad, the headaches and joys of <laughs> sure. what you do. Constantly sure. fundraising. Fundraising all the time, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are um, – Deeply supported by the Rome community, our churches and civic organization and individuals are a huge part of our support system. Um, just last year, we took our first money through um, Housing and Urban Development HUD, uh, sends money down to the state through the Department of Community Affairs, and we just took our first money this past year, and um, that helped cover the cost of our case managers. All of our guests have a case plan, and so that's a really integral part of our program, and it helped pay for those those positions. So the the goal is transitioning to it is okay mm-hmm. to self so, to self self sufficiency. Yeah, I can thank it's you. It's a hard. It's all <laughs> those s's. Sufficiency. <laughs> yes. yes, but that's the goal. And it is. So what's the process like? So our guests come in and they um, come to us two different ways. They either self refer or they come from an agency. Um, we do returning citizens work with the Department of Community Supervision. So people returning from jail or prison are residents of Floyd County. We receive them back and they can stay with us six months. And that particular type of guest has a lot of support in the community. They're usually connected with accountability court and probation or parole and then us on the other side with the shelter and the case plan. And so we see a tremendous amount of success with those guests that come through because there's, you know, six months to work and lots and lots of folks stepping in and being part of their journey. So I've asked you tongue in cheek a minute ago, there's good and bad, but, but is, is the joy seeing, seeing a successful outcome? Absolutely. Every single time. Yes. We, um, we currently, one of our most recent successes, um, well, there are two. They, they kind of happened about the same time. One was from the men's shelter and one was from the women's shelter. Um, uh, both ended up with housing, resolving um, criminal issues that had preceded their stay with us, had um, paid off debt, had acquired a car, reunified with their child in one instance. And so we feel like when those kinds of markers all start happening. There, there's success. Yeah, for, sure. mo- for for most people, it's it's. I mean, these are these are real people to you. Absolutely. They are faces, and they have past and futures and stories. Yes. So, so what are some of the traditional, typical circumstance stories that that put people where they need your help? What sure. what, what can be fixed beforehand? Well, if, I, if possible, if possible. So, so the dream would be that we would have a comprehensive mental health care. There we go. A number of our guests come with unmet mental health needs, and what typically ends up happening is folks self-medicate with illegal substances. And um, while that is not optimal and it would not be the, you know, it's criminal, it's not the choice that we would want people to make if you don't have medication and if you can't resolve the issues around your mental health. It, it tends to follow. And so our guests come with those two issues right out of the gate. And so we work with Highland Rivers and get them an assessment. And then that's the beginning of their case plan. Um, any recommendations around mental health care or substance misuse, we begin working there. Because you can get a job, but you can't keep it if you're not sober. And you can get a job and keep it, or you can't keep it if your mental health isn't stable. And so we know that to be true. So we work to kind of chip away at that first and build a really good foundation. And then you can start looking for a job and then you can work on your GED and, you know, buy a car and do the things that move you on out. So we, we touched on a little bit of fundraising. You said you get great support, but how is this businesses? Is this individuals? You know, how do you get your support? 
Sure. So it's all of that. Um, right now, we're actually we've just launched our neighbor society campaign, and that is an opportunity for folks to be a donor, monthly donor, and at uh, fifteen dollars or more a month. That will put you into a group of support for us, and we can build our budget out around it, and it helps us know that we can count on a set amount of money every every month from a set amount of folks. And that's tremendously helpful. And if you're interested in that, you sure. can go to the DaviesShelter.com website and find out more about that. Okay. Uh, and we will circle back around here in a few minutes at the end to get contact information and things like that. Mary, you mentioned that when you when you started Cheeky Baby, it was a year in the works, and you've been open for about a year. So you went ahead and launched in the pandemic, which had its own inherent risks. As, but what attracted you to this specific retail of of baby products? Uh, did you what? what did, were you looking at other things because you're just an entrepreneur, or was there a calling here to do this? I would say it was more of a calling. I have absolutely no experience in retail, um, <laughs> but it was something I wanted to do. So, I mean, I was in the Marine Corps for a little over 10 years, went to work in corporate America. Um, I worked at the same place for 14 years. And at the end of the day, I was just, wasn't doing it for me anymore. And I was like, why am I working so hard for somebody else? And I get no or little pleasure from it. So there was an event that happened and I looked at my husband and I said, I'm not going to be here in a year. And he goes, what do we need to do to make that happen and make that a reality? And so we put things in place and put measures um, in place and just did those things. We, we actioned each of those things and made it possible. Um, and during that year, we, we went and looked at buildings. We looked at, um, you know, contractors, we did a build out, we ordered inventory, we, we made it happen with little to no experience, just other than just, we knew, I knew I didn't want to be doing what I was currently doing forever. Um, and babies make me happy. I mean, I've got three (laughs) children and I can honestly say the most happy spot was sitting in the nursery, rocking my baby and the baby, you know, like a rocker recliner. And I can just, at the end of the night, sit there and that's when you do all your reflection. You just, you hold your child and you love on them and you, that to me was special. And so he's like, what makes you happy? I'm like, babies make me happy. And so we took that and put it into a business plan. And so here we are today. And the name Cheeky Baby came from? Little Cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> little squishable, squeezable, huggable, kissable cheeks. So. How old are your children now? Um, I've got a 23-year-old, 21-year-old, and a 9-year-old. I hear you're advertising on local radio. Yes. Uh, I, I, what else do you do to help market the thing? Um, in addition to the radio, we do a lot of Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and just word of mouth at this point. So um, we've got a lot of business just from other referring customers. So social media is important to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and that's big in real estate, too. I guess you guys... Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Hardy lives and breathes with that. Storage Hound? Same. <laughs> Same, and word of, word of mouth, really. You look for referrals from your previous clients and, you know, interactions with folks in the community, being involved in the community. It just, you know, you really create that relationship with folks that make them want to seek you out and know that you're on top of what's going on in the community and what's going on with the real estate market. And you want to be their, their, you know, person they look to for information and share. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I guess Devin, being a nonprofit, you can't do traditional marketing. You do really rely on just networking and and getting out there and doing podcasts, and sure. doing radio interviews and te- and newspaper interviews or whatever you can, right? Yes, and we do have a huge social media presence as well. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We have a Twitter site. We aren't using that quite as much, but but we do have a huge a huge following. But do we remember the world before social media? No. <laughs> <laughs> what what did we do? <laughs> I think we had to talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> well, and be kind to each other because social media, sometimes, <laughs> yes. social media, sometimes when people get on their keyboard, um, mm-hmm. things change. So, so Devin, what, what's like, um, what's the, the end goal to continue to grow or at this at, or stay at this level and continue to transition? Do you want, do you want to add more beds? What, what do you sure, want to do? That's a really good question. Um, our, our dream in five years is to begin um, building and having transitional housing. So individual units that folks could come out of shelter. That's our biggest gap. Our guests go to leave and it's complicated to find affordable housing. I think we all know this year has been hard around housing anyway. And if our guests aren't making much more than a thousand a month, which if you're working in fast food, it's getting better, but you know, a low paying job doesn't afford you some of the same opportunities in housing. And so we would love to have, um, small cottages. We don't refer to them. They're not tiny homes. They're affixed (laughs) to the ground with water and all the other utilities, but we'd like to have a handful of those so that folks coming out of the shelter that still need a little more support, aren't quite ready to launch into independent living could be with us a little bit longer, six months, six to nine months and is our dream. Well, I was going to say, typically how long are people in, in the shelter currently? Three to six months. Three to you. I think mm-hmm. you might've mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then they're out the door and there's right. some of them need a little bit. They need a little more time or a little more support. And a lot of our guests go and live with one another, you know, they'll pair up and go rent something together because they can afford it that way or, you know, find a roommate situation. Right. And that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, at, at Mary, as a, as a relatively new entrepreneur, you know, been doing it a year or so, you said you'd worked in the corporate world, but when the headaches are all on you, um, what has surprised you the most, I guess, good and bad from starting your own business? Um, good. I would say just community support. It's, pretty impressive to know the number of people that will come in and support local businesses. Um, Challenges, I would say, you know, right now, specifically shipping um, and inventory product um, and just being able to relay those same um, delays to customers because customers sometimes don't always understand that like we have no control over um, when products or inventory is being shipped to us. And, you know, right now the buzzword with all manufacturers are like, everything's fluid right now. It's fluid. (laughs) It will get there when it gets there. And so, you know, how do you communicate that back to a customer? Well, you do it um, by wordsmithing it a little bit and you, you know, you soften it up a little bit, but you know um, yeah, I don't know. I think right now that's probably the worst thing we're dealing with. And at the end of the day, if that's the worst, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Taxes too. (laughs) (laughs) what are those um so have you has there there been any pleasant surprise that you weren't maybe expecting um you know you got the community but but just you've been doing it a year of course we've all been dealing with the pandemic um but just any anything that maybe surprised you um you know i don't know i i I think the biggest surprise that like 
for me is just how much I'm enjoying it. I didn't know, like with no background in here, no experience, am I really going to like it? Can I take, you know, my dream of, you know, sitting with my child in, in the nursery and translate that into a business? And so far I have, and that's been a pleasant surprise because I really didn't know um, what to expect. And so far it's been a success and I'm pretty surprised that I'm still enjoying it. So that's a good thing too. And, and what's the, you just, any growth plans or are you just kind of happy as a clam doing what you're doing right now? Oh and- gosh, no, I have, I have plans. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be able to open up multiple stores. There in the we next go. Five years. That's what I'm talking. That's entrepreneurship. Yeah, this right. is, there we go. And throughout the state and into Tennessee, um, more importantly, I'd like to be able to create my own line, um, you know, brand my own clothing um, and really beef up our online presence. So I don't have small goals. I certainly have big goals. Um, it's just actioning them and, and, you know, one at a time, but we'll get there. Well, it takes a plan. Uh, I, I, what's the old business cliche that um, a, if you don't have a plan, it's just a wish. But if you have a plan, it becomes a goal. Um, so that, cause there's a difference between a wish and a goal. So I uh, just got to put the steps in place, but yeah, I love hearing the, not only the entrepreneurial spirit to start the thing, but to, to want to grow that, you know, that's what business is all about in business radio, especially, um, well, ladies, um, let's kind of wrap up here and, and do some contact information. Um, so I guess Mary, we'll start with you. What, what is your, your social media, your street address again, your hours, how can people, how can people, your, your website, how can people do business with you? Yeah, you can come find us in person at 306 Broad Street in downtown Rome. Uh, you can find us online at cheekybabyboutique.com um, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at, you know, Cheeky Baby Boutique as well. Uh, we are open every day from 11 to 7 p.m. except on Sundays. We do appointments only on Sundays. Um, but we're really flexible. I mean, we'll, we'll show up anytime you need us so we can stay open late for you. Just give us a call. We can open up early. Again, we're really flexible, but generally speaking, we're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to seven. And, um, if people want to support your NICU initiative, um, how do they do that again? They come, yeah, come shop with us and buy a little baby octopi. Um, you can either take it home or donate it, but for every one purchase, we will donate an additional one. Beautiful. Um, Devin, with the Davy Shelter, how can people support the cause? How can people get involved, reach out to you, social media, website, phone number, what have you? Absolutely. So the Davy Shelter is at www.davyshelter.com, and there's a, a wealth of information on our website there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as the Davy Shelters as well, and so that will give you a entry point into learning about what we're up to. And ladies, any final thoughts on something you might have wanted to mention that I didn't ask or or have we covered everything you want? I just wanted to ask, like, how could we support the women and children there? Like if ever you guys are in a pinch or need a car seat or clothing or anything, like, um, I don't know what state they come to you in, but if you ever need anything, just let us know. That's wonderful. Yeah. We always have need for car seats. When mothers start getting to us, often they come with very limited resources. Also, diapers and wipes are huge. Just that, you know, tangible and immediate need kind of stuff, which you probably don't sell, but maybe your customers could bring in or something like that. Yeah. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll have to get together and yes, figure that out. We will. <laughs> See, we're, we're creating connections. That's right. That, I love this. Yeah, we, that's what we talk about. We, when we're celebrating businesses and organizations, we want to create that connectivity. We want to build relationships. And so I love hearing that. Um, any final thoughts from you, Michelle Cochran? How can people get a hold of you if they want to buy or sell a house or they want to rent a storage space? Or <laughs> Absolutely. You, dab, you dabble in a little bit of everything. Well, we'll start with the Storage Hound, um, the storagehound.com. Facebook as well, or 706-29, no, I'm sorry, 706-591-5990. You can also reach me through Hardy. Um, our contact information is on the Hardy website, which is hardyrealty.com. You can look under agents and find a whole list of folks there, um, as well as... Um, that's it. That's the whole whole yeah. list of folks there. Whole and, list of folks there. And, and you're Michelle would, Cochran. Uh, Michelle Cochran would love to talk to you. Uh, well, beautiful. Thank you, ladies, so much for stopping by. This was great. Uh, I, when we do these shows, I never know what kind of personalities we're going to get or what kind of connections we're going to make. But usually, by the end of the cocktail party without cocktails, it's been it's been Here a great it's, it's been a great conversation. So, thank you all so much for joining us. This has been great. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.